Here's how the code for attracting great wealth was cracked. We stopped believing we couldn't have wealth for any reason. Today, debunking money myths to start living our best lives in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, explorers. Welcome back to another edition of the Stephen Canyon Podcast. So glad you could join us. KineticBelief.com is the website. Good morning, Miss Maggie. Well, good morning. How is it today? It's wonderful today. Aren't you thankful for coffee shops? Oh, love coffee shops. I They're... could just about live in one. One of the, well, and I think we just about do, don't we? We do a lot of our, uh, we create a lot of material and content just hanging out in coffee shops. Well, yeah, and I love, I love, I love it because it's so many different ones. You know, you can go to one one day. I mean, and they sort of reflect what mood you're in. I mean, oh, I love having access to a lot of them. That's one of the first things that we do when we land somewhere new. We're always traveling, and we one of the first things we do is we go and case out all of the local coffee shops. <laughs> and I actually I believe the quickest way to locate the personality or the flavor of a town is to hang out in the coffee shops. Absolutely, on that now that's very true. Right? It, yeah, it really gives you a nice pulse on everything. They're so different. You know, yeah. you go out in the Midwest is different than mm-hmm. the East and everywhere else. Yeah, and yeah. who wants to work in their hotel room? You know. Right. No, true. I don't. Right. Even if with coffee, I don't. No. <laughs> but you go in these coffee shops and the artwork, the people, the uh-huh. flavor, even the flavors of the coffee. Oh, yeah. So it different. Just changes. Yeah, so I'd much. love a good coffee shop. That's true. Oh, anyway. Okay. Coffee and. <laughs> now I want coffee. <laughs> well, it's while well, we're thinking about the next cup of coffee, debunking money myths part two. That's what we're I going to be doing. I love that we're con- doing a continuation of that. Gosh, we have to, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's a deep rooted um, issue of perspective. So let's dig out that root. We're steeped in myths. What? Just like coffee. We're steeped in the bad ideas. Pun intended. Wrong thinking. Well, today we're going to continue debunking money myths and why this is so important to being uh, able to manifest great wealth. Everybody's different. Everyone is unique. Every single person has an individualistic genius of purpose that they came into the universe with, they came into the natural with, they came into the world with. Everybody's different. But what the problem is where it begins really is that we are all trying to lockstep with one another. We're being told to find your faction. We're being told to uh, look for commonalities and to act like and be like other people rather than embracing the true identity of self. But it's that genius of purpose. That's the thing that separates all of us from other people. And so I think really here at the very beginning to debunk these myths regarding attracting great wealth, one has to recognize your individual purpose and reason for being in order to get on board with, you know what, just kinetically believing to start attracting whatever it is you desire according to your purpose of being. Well, and it does seem that when you step outside of that unique self, when you're not really embracing that unique self, that you are in a sense stripping yourself of of power and of ability and you know when you're trying to be someone else i mean it really diminishes your ability to to be successful well when you absolutely and that is key to uh 
beginning the process of becoming successful to attract great wealth is you cannot do it while you're modeling. You -hmm. cannot do it in the proper way, in the way that doesn't come with sorrow. Look, the collective purpose is for the advancement of our species. We're supposed to be growing and developing and advancing. We talked a lot of right there at the end of yesterday's podcast about the, the necessity of advancing. And that, that is the, mm-hmm. the demonstration. That is what it means to live, to be alive, is to advance. So to the, the purpose of advancing, the collective purpose for advancement of our species is for, the giving, if, is for life-giving advancement of our kind to celebrate our multiple diverse unctions of creativity, to become a greater expression of humanity, not to become one limb, but become an entire tree of this this beautiful uh, flowering blossom of humanity with all of its diverse possibilities. Life is the expanding expression of life. It's the self-awareness of sustainability. It's positive source information observing itself. Absent negative energy, absent any kind of fear. The consciousness of humanity has evolved for 200,000 years now. And we now actually know that there was an intelligent interference to humankind DNA tens of thousands of years ago, which created the essence of awareness. It created intuition and it um, uh, interacted to create empathy. And it's through the evolution of science observing faith. It's through faith cooperating with belief and belief responsible for creative evolution. The, the old ideas regarding the collective purpose for life, they've been replaced with the subjective realities of belief, much of what has been observed through quantum research. So for the purpose of today's conversation, Megan, I, just, I want to turn the power of observation Uh, the quantum physics of measurable observation toward that of manifesting great wealth. Why is this so important? Because it is. So why is it? It's because becoming wealthy, listen, it's, it's just one part of advancing creativity for experiencing life in the natural world. You're right. It's such a huge part of, of that expansion, um, holistic picture. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yesterday, we, you know, we covered the creative importance for having the creative abilities of wealth and why that is so important. One negative source energy, stronghold for a diminishing subjective reality, one that's robbing from people all the time, taking what could have been theirs. Uh, they start believing to, say, build up a business or become an entrepreneur and invent something to become wealthy. And one of the things that's stealing from people is a belief that's perpetuated poverty among masses. And it's the thought that there is a deity whose will it is that human beings should be impoverished and whose lives are best lived by remaining in poverty. That's just one simple example. Yes. The creative imagination of the universe, which is in all and dwells in all and is within all things, also permeates to dwell within every spiritual being the wisdom of the positive creative energy and it's a a consciously living creative being so our creator has a bias and had an intention and an intent for all of design in quantum physics researchers they, they located the god particle which contains within that the blueprint for all of creation freaking scientists out i loved it back in july 4th 2012 at CERN, 
the quantum laboratory experiments. Okay, that sort of was the beginning of the end for a lot of um, uh, arguments and debates regarding creation. Where did it, when did it begin? How did it begin? And all those things. What we do know is that within the universe, there exists now the inherent bias, the desire for all of life to advance and to increase. We're supposed to be advancing. We're on a journey. We're supposed to be increasing, having more, becoming more, enjoying more, becoming more uh, uh, optimistically happy, more uh, abundant relationships, more love, unconditional love for self, more unconditional love for others, and and creating more, expressing ourselves in larger ways. So by the design of that universe, it is the purpose of life that we must continuously seek for our lives to be enlarged. We should get up every day as kinetic believers journaling to, from our highest viewpoints, the thought forms for increasing and expanding our territory, enlarging ourselves, because it's the essence of life, it's the mere act of experiencing life and relative to itself that life must increase. For example, a seed that's been covered by soil, it begins to kinetically move in accordance with the motion for life in order to produce thousands of more seeds. This is life by living. Inherent to life is exponential life. The advancement of life, it's eternal, it's forever. The advancing life becomes more in order to become more. This is the inherent way of a life-giving, advancing universe. Now, here's where things become really even more exciting. Self-awareness contains the same requirement for becoming more, for increasing. Every imagination that we consider creates the necessity for us to conjure another thought. Self-awareness is continually expanding becoming more aware of self. So every subjective experiential fact that we experience propels us to measure another subjective fact. In other words, our subjective reality is continually expanding. So likewise, every talent that we skillfully develop, we play golf or tennis or music, whatever it is, attracts to our consciousness an eagerness to self-induce another talent. Wow. It's advancing. It's almost like you're describing that expansion is, is almost like a way of life. Absolutely. It is life. you can embrace. Expansion is life. Life is expansion. Without expansion, there's no life. There's not an in-between. So to live is to grow and to diminish is to die is another way to think about that. So the innate self-awareness, it, what it does is it compels us to observe more, to know more, to do more, to have more journey, to observe, to become more. So here we are in our moment of self-awareness. And for us to be aware of more, to function in more, and to do more and be more, all those things, we have to acquire more. We have to have more. Our creative purpose is to have more substance. It's to have more things to use. So the inherent creative design for advancing life, it requires that we kinetically believe for great wealth so that we can live greater lives. The, the, the desire for um, 
uh, having great wealth and the imagination for great wealth, look, that's nothing more than the ability to experience a greater life, which is advancing toward fulfillment. And, you know, everything you're saying, it really gives the impression that this is the natural way of doing things. Because, yes, you're talking about gaining more, expanding more, more, more in every direction. But it's not that mad dash rat race that most of us are used to seeing and hearing about and being told that we're supposed to be a part of. So it's really interesting to me that it's almost when you... um, Um, you know, you're planting, you see, um, my great grandparents were farmers and I remember watching their crops come up and, you know, they would plant thousands and thousands of seeds and it was so natural for, for those crops to grow and to flourish and to come up in abundance. It was natural. They weren't out there forcing it. And, and I just love that this is sort of that way of life. It's like a natural occurrence of abundance. Advancement is natural. And that's why when someone is, well, you mentioned the rat race, if we're caught up in chasing after the same thing competitively that other people are chasing after, that's not for advancement. And that's why there's so much depression in the world. Mm. That's why there's so much anxiety, so much fear. And it's all based in uh, the the fear of not having, the fear of lack, the fear of not winning, the fear of not having enough at the end of the day. Well, and it's amazing. It's always been fascinating to me how lack of of finances and worry of money is the most detrimental thing to creativity to your ability to to think outside the box and to create a a unique life it's to not live by what you're seeing and to like you say think outside of the box it's to not chase after those uh, limited supplies and the limited things that you're seeing around you to fearfully run from one thing to the next, hurrying and worrying about sustaining yourself. Every desire that we have is the straining of our souls regarding some unexpressed genius of purpose to to come forth into action. Mm. We were created with an authority and with a dominion, both of which seeks to manifest according to the genius of our purposes. And it's, it's the DNA of desire to manifest that creates the ambition to do that. In other words, the thing that's within us that makes us want more money is the exact same thing that makes a tree grow. It's the essence of life seeking to express itself in greater proportions. Mm, I love that, that we, we really are getting, you're giving us really more than anything, a perspective shift, a huge perspective shift on not just how we see money, but the desire for it and the desire for advancement. And it's not just, we don't want to just survive and it's okay to want more. And, you know, getting your perspective right on all of these things really is the beginning to the manifestation of it. It's always amazing to me to uh, for somebody to say that for some reason it's not okay for them to desire more. That's a depressed person. That's yeah. someone that's denying themselves. It's a sad way of existence. Right. Because, look, there are natural laws that govern the universe, how it expands, the manner in which it attracts particles uh, of energy to form and create. The universal creator of all within this realm of creation has made itself subject to the creative laws governing the universe. So it's this affects all of us, including our creator. No one is immune from this. It's the way that this universe operates. In quantum physics, the substance of belief, it permeates all things with the desire to attract more abundance in order to be able to reveal more. That's why our creator is subject to the necessity for creating things just like we are. 
we were created that way, in the image of our Creator. It's a natural function of the expanding awareness that our Creator desires to live more abundantly and to be able to do that through the abundance of our own individualistic and our collaborative kinetic beliefs to evolve to become more. Wow, what a beautiful concept, you know, that that our Creator really made us in, in the same way, with the same desires, the same abilities. Um, and it, it gives sort of a new meaning even to the word co-creator that we like to use a lot. Wisdom is everything, isn't it? Knowledge and understanding that, you know what, we're part of the universe whose natural state of being is to advance, mm. to become more. So how does all of this work? Great question, right? Um, and just really quick, yeah, that's a great question. And also, I, it's so fascinating to me what you just said because it, it really gives you the sense that to not advance all of a sudden is not to just be stagnant and to be neutral. There is no neutral. Um, but to advance and to expand, you're actually coming into harmony with the flow of the universe and the flow of original creation. And so if, if you want to have, if you want to live a life really with the least um, resistance to what you're trying to accomplish, then getting into harmony with expansion is going to be so important. Aligning yourself with its expansion is stepping into, it's going, it's coming into the vortex. To not do that is a contradiction. You are a contradiction to your purpose for being, and that's to advance. And isn't that why it doesn't feel good? It just intrinsically doesn't feel good to not expand and to and to be in the same spot and to not be working to achieve and, and believing for more. It doesn't feel good, and it causes anxiety. It causes depression. It causes abuse of drugs. It causes all kinds of issues personally and collectively. It's yeah. just um, when you're not in harmony with your purpose for being it doesn't feel good and it's out of that alignment with those positive energetics that yeah. one ceases to 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 live wow. and to grow and to yeah. be new new perspectives on really everything yeah so desire look that's the catalyst for every positive manifestation it's desire one that is held steadfast unwaveringly it's the desire of our Creator that we should be abundantly prosperous for becoming greater expressions of ourselves. However, it's us within the energetics of aligning ourselves in harmony like you're talking about, in agreement within positive source energy, the vortex of positive energy, that our Creator can then better express creation through us when we're able to use anything within the created universe to give our creator more expression of itself through us. So there's th this connectivity of uh, a relationship and harmony and agreement, us with our creator and our creator with us, that all of us together we go and we expand. So our creator is advancing through us when we kinetically believe by commanding our highest viewpoints for life, to manifest for the enjoyment of our genius of purpose, and to express ourselves by advancing our minds, bodies, and souls toward perfected completion, right along with the rest of the universe. The creative substance within all the universe was fashioned to desire that we have everything that we could possibly want to have, everything that we could possibly desire, whatever we can imagine to believe, whatever we think we can achieve, we it's possible for us to have. Nature, as it is right now, it is friendly to our plans. 
Hmm. It's not adversarial. It is actually friendly to it. All things are gifted and harmonically natural to our fearless desires. And when we begin to kinetically believe that then uh, this becomes our subjective reality and it's true. I love that idea that you can believe for advancement and not only for the advancement, but really for the environment that, that you're operating within to be friendly and, and, uh, and really fertile toward the things that you're believing for and the things that you're desiring to achieve and, and promote and manifest into your life. Uh, harmony is a beautiful thing, and it's in agreement with the the purpose of the universe, which supports us in our positive state of being. Mm, yes. It supports us to be uh, aligned with positive source energy. It does not support us when we are aligning ourselves with negative source energy. And that's why it is imperative, Megan. It's vital that all of us continually, daily, with the um, the the purpose of rewilding ourselves to move away from anything that is a contradiction to our need for life, our need to become more. Mm. That contradiction is negative source energy. Get away from it. Don't give it access. We cannot give it access to us because it steals from us. It robs from us. It takes from us. It takes life. It takes our health. It'll take our, our wealth. It takes our joy. It takes our happiness. It, ta- it's, it takes from us. It diminishes us. And so to identify with our genius of purpose, the thing that makes us different than anyone else, we have got to continually re- rewild ourselves and undomesticate ourselves from those things that are stealing from us. And isn't that where unconditional love is really kicking in too? Because it's taking care of the biggest blockers in in life are typically the subtle things like a little bitterness here, a little judgment there, pointing fingers, not celebrating others. And that unconditional love, it's really going to keep that portal to, to manifestation, expansion, success, money, wealth, whatever it is you're believing for, to keep that open and flowing. Oh, that is such a great point. Unconditional love doesn't mean that we're loving the thing that is negative. It just simply means we are remaining by choice to be immune from those things. Mm-hmm. We're in un- a position and a posture of unconditional love with ourselves, unconditional love with all, all that is good. And so we become literally... Um, uh, removed from even the existence of things that are mm. a contradiction to us. Yeah. That's unconditional love. We're not paying attention to it. Yeah. We're not giving attention to the negative judgments. We're not giving attention to condemnation. We're not giving attention to any of that. Therefore, we can remain in, like you said, unconditional love yeah. with gratitude in order to be able to receive our highest viewpoints. And it's so important. Gosh, it's so important to remember that because there really is, I think, a, a negative cycle that's triggered when you're not performing and pursuing and living the life that you really truly want to be living. Um, you tend, we, it's, it's human. You tend to look around and then you you sort of fill that void by pointing out all the faults and all the failures of others, and then that's just that's just going to keep you in this judgmental, negative source energy cycle. 
When you're reviewing and measuring and considering all of those things that we're talking about, the negative source attacks and judgments and all that, then of course you're going to do the same thing. It becomes you. That is you simply attracting the substance of negative source energy. And so you get swept away in all the judgments and you're finding fault in people and you're, um, you know, you, you just diminish yourself, yeah. your self-worth, your self-value by finding fault and, in, in those around you. And it's easy to understand why that's so tempting because it is sort of a quick fix if you can, you know, find fault in someone else, it can it makes you feel a little bit better about yourself just for a split second in that moment. But, you know, it's it's so toxic and it's such a, an important cycle to be aware of and to break and to sort of, you know, nip it the moment it, it, it tries to show up. Sure. And those quick fixes, we realize those are Band-Aids. You're not really fixing anything. You're covering a wound. Yeah. You're covering something up, but it's not restoration. Right. It's not becoming something new. And like you always tell us, nothing stays the same. And so that is only going to get worse. And, and you really have, that's why it's so important just to deal with these things. And, and like you said, just rip the Band-Aid off, off and move on and, and embrace this lifestyle of expansion. Sure. Well, that's our purpose for being. That is life. And we harmonize with our purpose because therein we are aligning ourselves with all that we can possibly be. Look, as kinetic believers, we meditate and we do this daily to align our desires with that of our genius of purpose. That is the essence of our individualistic lives within the collective. The expanding, advancing life is the performance of the functions of our genius and our individualistic desires. They thrive. They become greater. They become more. They become exciting and worth chasing after and worth living and getting up every day and and being a part of. And we live as we develop in our life's journeys. And as we experience all of our mindful pursuits, our physical endeavorings, and our spiritual affirmations become our guideposts for living. The successful manifesting way of thinking for a kinetic believer to manifest great wealth, like we've been talking about, is to continue constructing from the blueprint that we've created for making the absolute most of ourselves, for ourselves, and for others, while acknowledging that, you know what, we can be of greater assistance for other people by manifesting greater versions of ourselves. Wow, that's so. That's just such a huge point there, isn't it? That it doesn't just affect you. Well, yeah, in this natural world, you know, with the economies of the world as they are, we make the most of ourselves by becoming wealthy. So we align ourselves with our purpose, acknowledging that, you know what, it's right, and it's okay, and it is correct, for us to be our greatest selves, for us to give our highest viewpoints for creating the lives that we are imagining to live. And we do this by rewilding ourselves, undomesticating ourselves from all of those indoctrinations and all of those negative uh, subjective realities that have been formed and built up by fear in order to start kinetically believing to acquire great, great wealth. Thoreau said to go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life that you've imagined. Hmm. I would say, you know what? Go confidently in the direction of your journal thought forms. Construct your life. Be the, the, the designer and create a blueprint for living your best life. And then live that life, the one that you've imagined to live. Embrace it. Successfully chase after it. And accept nothing less. Stop believing things that are devaluing you. Don't look for others to validate your purpose anymore. 
You are you, and only you know your what makes you different. Only you know that, and so don't apologize for being you anymore. How do we, as we're going through this process, what's the best way to overcome the um, sort of, I guess you would call them kind of like sneak attacks, you know, so something really obvious with money would be you are working those manifestations, you are believing for the, the wealth to show up, and then something, maybe it's a person, a bill, and just something shows up and it and it really tries to knock you off course. It's those little unexpected things that I think can be the hardest to overcome because okay it's one thing to work thought forms okay I have that I'm doing that every day I'm in the habit of doing that but oh this thing this thing shows up and and it's shocking and it's and it's it's a little scary at first and there it's sort of fear-based how do I deal with those unexpected things that try to throw me off course? great question one of the one of the things that I used to do quite often in when information would show up in my life and it was a contradiction to the thing that I had been journaling and believing for the first thing I do is I go back to my journal. What is that? That's my logbook for the adventure for the life that I've chosen to live. And I'll open it up and I'll say, well, where is that indexed in here? Where can, let's see, I'm going to thumb through my pages. Nope, not there. No, it's not there. Oh, no, the argument and the, the contradiction to my best life, it's not there either. So it must not exist. Mm-hmm. And Almost, so I, I treat yeah. it as though it, it's not real and it doesn't exist to me. Almost like your journal really is your anchor point for an identity that you're sustaining. It's your blueprint for life. Yeah. Absolutely. There are so many alternate destinies that are being offered up for you to consider, for me to consider every single day. Negative mm-hmm. source information, you'll find it in, in books and in conversations. You'll find it in news. You'll find it in uh, all around you, on the in conversations on the street, wherever you go. And, and so if you pay attention to, to consider negative source ideas, then they will become you. And as uh, substance becomes you, it's the very thing that you'll begin attracting into your life. Mm, yeah, it's important to watch out for that. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. Ooh, okay, let's do Can it. do that? Yeah. Let's just say this. Say, I know I'm beautifully made. I know I'm beautifully made. And perfectly healthy perfectly healthy i'm wealthy i'm wealthy and wisdom already belongs to me wisdom already belongs to me ideas are coming to me ideas are coming to me in agreement with my genius in agreement with my genius i'm flowing in the direction of well-being i'm flowing in the direction of well-being i'm not distracted by confusion i'm not distracted by confusion i'm not distracted by chaos i'm not distracted by chaos love is dwelling within me love is dwelling within me i'm in love with myself i'm in love with myself i unconditionally love all others and i unconditionally love all others. I'm continually mastering the universe around me. I'm continually mastering the universe around me. By unbecoming negative source information. By unbecoming negative source information. By rewilding myself back to my original purpose. And by rewilding myself back to my original purpose. By journaling my highest viewpoints. Journaling my highest viewpoints. And affirming those out loud for me and all others to hear. And affirming <laughs> those out loud for me and all others to hear. They are my guideposts. They're my guideposts for living for living my best life my best life yay yes <laughs> wealthy healthy and wise and wise <laughs> i love it wow you know it's it, it just it's it always gets me I, the thing that sort of washes over me on almost every podcast is the power of a perspective shift because how you see a thing is is how you're going to talk about it and how you're going to speak about it and so to, to something that can be it seems really simple right i mean it just seems so simple to get a new angle on something but it's anything but simple and it's in that simplicity that you find just so much 
expansion like we're talking about today. Well, it's not simple in that you can't do it. It is simple in that it can become you. Yeah. And you're right. As you know, as you think about these things wrongly and you talk about them wrongly, then what's going to happen is you're going to act wrongly. Yeah. You start acting in accordance to the wrong beliefs. And yeah. then your actions, that's the kinetic, the negative kinetic energy that will attract the same thing, that the same negative stuff that you've been thinking about and talking about to manifest and continue to show up in your life. Well, and another big point that I really took away from today is to really watch out for those moments in life when you can really sense yourself forcing something. Because if you're doing this right, and we all are, right? Like we're, we're kinetic believers. We know how to work this. Everything is going to fall into place. It is harmonious. You are in a flow. Life is good. You're working it. It's fun. It's exciting. It's thrilling. And it doesn't involve any sort of forced activity or belief or manifestation. I just, I like that idea that you should watch out for that because it's not part of the plan. That's right. You're not working to to do any of this, but what you are laboring in is the meditative process of imagining your best life as you desire it to be with a purpose for living. How nice though, right? That your mind is sort of this one-stop shop. So if you, if you discipline the mind, you're good. Everything else flows from there. And so how nice that we're not, you know, life can feel like whack-a-mole sometimes. Like, oh, I need to do this better. I need to do that better. I need to do this more. But just center yourself in those mindful, those meditative thoughts of, of being a kinetic believer. And... It just flows from there. It works. It all works so well, doesn't it? Well, look, if you'd like to comment on today's podcast, kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. Uh, we'll get an email to us. And uh, let's see what else. We're going to Dallas, Texas. We will be there for a uh, rewilding workshop. And yeah. we're going to begin manifesting some things in yes, our yes, lives yes. at the workshop. I love so uh, spending fun. an evening with uh, fellow kinetic believers. Yeah. And we roll up our proverbial sleeves and we start manifesting and those are always so much fun just electric really that's going to be on march 28th sure and also if you're coming to the workshop make sure that you are bringing a copy of a guided journal a manifesting journal with you we'll be working from that or you can pick one up off the website 100 day kinetic belief guided journal and um you can also do a a pre-order as well and you can pick it up when you come to the event if you wish well so let's uh why don't we head out and let's do some fun things? Okay, I think I'm going to ride my bike to the, the coffee shop. You is got me thinking dr- about coffee shops. Is it supposed to rain this afternoon or are mm, we good? I don't know. I have a rain jacket Doesn't though. So. Carry your umbrella. Yeah, it's Can fine. you ride a bike and carry an umbrella? I have a really good raincoat. So <laughs> I got it in Canada, so I think I'm good. <laughs> I love you, Megan. Oh, well, I love you too, Steve. And we'll do this again tomorrow. This is so much fun. I love it. I look forward. This is the best part of my whole day.